0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one
2: serving you. Uh, Lots of comments on the quarterbacks uh, or the quarterback uh, this Jamie, I've been saying this for a long time. Tyler Shuck is not the guy; he can't get us to where we need to go. When Baron Morton came in last year, you saw and felt the spark. Tyler has never done that. We need to go with QB two. Uh, did you ever get the sense that we were going to see uh, Baron Morton at all on no. Saturday? Yeah.
3: No, I, I, th- I, I mean, I'll, honestly, I, I thought Tyler Shuck was pretty bad. I mean, thirty-one of forty-seven, three thirty-eight would say to you he was. Those are decent numbers. I don't disagree with that. Um, one interception in the game. He threw three touchdowns, but um, he wasn't the only one. But um, it just felt like um, some bad reads. It felt like the constant tip balls. Um, the interception across the field where he showed you maybe he didn't have the arm strength that you you'd like to see out of a next level quarterback. Uh, I I thought he had a bad day, and then and then again, um, I thought he threw a beautiful ball to Jerron Bradley mm-hmm. down near the goal line that was, uh, I mean, a difference-making drop, yeah. a game-changing mm-hmm. drop. It was a seven-point drop, period. Tyler couldn't have thrown it any better, and Bradley doesn't make the catch. I mean, and that's one of the many plays that you can look back on and say that cost you the game. Yeah. But that's one of them. And Tyler threw a beautiful ball there, and your potential All-American wide receiver dropped it.
2: Yeah. it had a big uh, fourth-down conversion to Dre McClay jay mccray on that uh on that drive and then you have the big drop uh by bradley on third down leads to a 40 yard field goal attempt and and that's when it's hit hit somebody in the back it gets blocked it was a, a line drive kick into the line let's just be honest uh 40 yard kick uh that uh that you that you miss and uh was you know you come away empty there and you felt like you know, I think everybody felt like that. That yeah. was a huge, huge drop there by Bradley.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I am not at the point. Um, you know, there are people that are, and, and you do you, okay? There are people that are giving up on Tyler Shuck. They've have given up on the team, whatever. Um, I, I, this was a really bad performance by our offense, and and I and I thought it was not a good performance from Tyler Shuck, okay. Um, it was a, a terrible performance by our offense. I, I could say that, but I gotta, can I also say that I'm not ready to give up on them? I just think mm-hmm. it was a bad game. I mean, I, I I'm not. I know it's the first game and the only game that we have right now to look at. And and you might go to 0-2. I, I don't know. I'm still probably not going to give up on the season because you played. I mean, Oregon's a good football team, okay? And so you could lose to them and you were better than Wyoming, you just had one of those stinkers. It, it doesn't mean that you still can't go, whatever, eight and four or nine and three or whatever you want to go, seven mm-hmm. and five, worst case scenario, whatever, okay? It still doesn't mean that you can't do that. So I don't know that I'm ready to give up on our offense or the team or Tyler Shuck, but I do feel like we can all say that was bad. Yeah. Okay? And... I'm not ready to give up Joe on Joey Maguire and then this the silly little nicknames that we've see for him now on the chat line. I just think are 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 dumb in my opinion. Okay, but that's just that's my opinion. You can come up with all the nicknames you want. Okay? I I think they're dumb. But for those who have acted like Joey Maguire's team will never not show up and have a bad day. Stop with that too. He's a coach. All right? He's, he's not a heavenly being. He and his staff are gonna have bad days too. Mm-hmm. And there are people around these parts that have acted like we've got the only coach in America who will never get out coached on one Saturday. Okay, stop with that. You put him on this high pedestal and now you get what you get now where they have a bad day and you're like, what in the world? This guy's a joke, he's a fraud. No, he's not, he had a bad day.
2: Yeah, his okay. team had a bad day. His
3: team had a bad day, which means the head coach has mm. a bad day.
2: Absolutely. Okay. It starts there. He 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 yes. said that as much. He goes, we took we took our foot off the gas, and and he 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 said that falls on me, falls on 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 my responsibility. So
3: again, specific, I didn't think the the defense was that bad on Saturday. Okay, I didn't think they were that bad. I didn't think they were phenomenal by any stretch. But you get you held him to twenty points on the road. I, I, I think that's pretty good. Maybe factoring into that, Wyoming's offense is not very good. Is not great. I don't know. Okay, but you held him twenty points in regulation. I thought your offense was bad, but I'm not ready to give up on your offense. I thought Tyler Shuck did not have one of his better days. I'm not ready to give up on him. Okay? So um I, I just think we have to sit here because it's the only game that we have to look at and go, Sure, uh, that was terrible. You know. And, you know, what? we're all going to have to have a little bit of mental fortitude here because you could start, you very easily could start
2: 0-2. Yeah, which would be the first time in 33 years. You have to go back to 1990 for that. So you could start
3: 0-2. I mean, and so I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you, you can start 0-2 and, and it could still be a really good, really fun season.
1: Anybody so, not picking us to go 0-2 today? <sighs>
3: I mean, I surely I am. am.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I yeah. I had Oregon as a loss at the start of the season. It was one of my three. So me too. You know, um, you know, the thing that hurts you the most, by the from the defense standpoint, was was were the penalties there in the first half. I mean, you were penalized four times for forty four yards in the first half. Kept extending plays, extending plays, giving giving them drives, extending drives. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, well, I, I'll say this. Okay, it's probably probably not the right thing to say. I don't know. The female official, that was the worst college football official I've ever seen, okay? She had two blown calls that would have benefited us. The ball, the catch out of bounds, that anybody in America could see the guy was in bounds and had a foot down, Mm -hmm. okay? The tipped pass that she wanted to call pass interference on when anybody in America could see that it was a tip pass to take away the pass interference, yet she's still throwing a flag. And the two 15-yard penalties she gave to to the Red Raiders for one, like a little slight push in the shoulder right. after a play, and then the one where the quarterback basically does, running down the sideline and basically does a Euro step where he steps in and then immediately steps out. He's half inbounds and half out of bounds when our guy hits him, and they, he, she gives 15 for both of those. Those were d- ridiculous calls, horrible calls. I would love to see the grading of that female official. That was one of the worst officiating jobs I've ever seen by one individual official, ever.
2: And, and she I'm not saying it cost game. us the game.
3: I don't know. It. it. It felt like it did, but she was horrendous. Horrible.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. 6.46 this morning on the Morning Drive.
2: Time for this day in sports history. Today is September the 5th, 2023, in case... You were wondering, because it's confusing it being a Tuesday and all that. Here's Jeff McGuire.
1: How would that make it confusing that it's the 5th? Well, because like... I mean, thinking fr- that today is Tuesday... Cause, cause Friday, of, cause it's Friday, going Friday, to feel like a right. Monday. The fr- Monday at Tuesday, I guess.
2: But Friday was the 1st, and you kind of lose track over the weekend as to what, what the day of the month is. It's already the 5th. It got here pretty quickly.
3: On a normal day, do you just... Like if you have to sign your name on something, mm-hmm. check or whatever... And then you have to date it. Do you know? Do you know what the date is? Is that walking around knowledge for you? Pretty much. Yeah.
2: I'd, I'd say pretty. Yeah. I'd say pretty much. Pretty much. Walking. I would say
3: I know about five percent of the time when it's payday. What? I do know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I I always have to. Ask somebody or tap my phone.
2: What's what's today? Yeah, yeah I,
3: I never, I never know the date.
2: I will tell you. I mean, it, when I'm doing this, this day's. A lot of times, I will tap my phone, make sure <laughs> I've got the right date. Mm-hmm. Proceed, Mr. McGuire. Mm-hmm.
3: 1921. We should do, you should tap your phone for other things. too. <laughs> <laughs> Walter John, does it does it have Monterey's schedule on there?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, it does. It's you know, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of things on there. It's got things on there that I can't even do that i should be able to sorry yeah no sorry. you're fine i'm gonna shut up
1: now no no it's good walter johnson sets a major league baseball strikeout mark at 2287 on this day in 1921 1955 dot, uh dodger don newcomb hits a national league pitcher record seventh home run of the season mm. nice 1960, AJ Foyt wins the first of 67 IndyCar victories at the No Way I'm Getting That Town Name Right, Illinois State Fairgrounds. (laughs) No way, I mean, I'm not even going to try. There's not a consonant in the second word. 1962, Tubbs Ken Hub sets a second base record for consecutive errorless games at 78 and consecutive errorless chances at 418 when he commits an error in the fourth inning. 1971 Astros pitcher J.R. Richards debut, debuts and strikes out 15 Giants in a 5-3 to three win. Not bad for Major League career opener. 1994 Jerry, uh, San Francisco wide receiver Jerry Rice catches two touchdown passes and runs for another score in a 49ers 44-14 route of the Raiders Surpassing Jim Brown as the NFL career touchdown leader with 127. 1995. Rip Ripken played a game. It's it good. was just his 2130th consecutive game, but it was just a game. It's a lot. You can't get mad. It's National cheese pizza day. Uh. I- I just you can't get mad. We know, can't get mad. It's pizza. We're ce- we're celebrating pizza. It's not your favorite. It's fine. Can't get mad.
2: It just it just infuriates me when <laughs> with both the young phenom and his brother boy wonder they they just insist on cheese pizza and and the youngest won't even allow pepperoni pizza to be bought or to be taken off so that it can be. Because if there's like a little speck, even a little speck of seasoning, of the, he's out.
3: Okay, well,
1: let him go hungry once. I bet it'll uh, change his mind.
2: Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not in charge of that. Mm-hmm.
1: I would love to tell you how old this person is. But I swear there are national secrets that are easier to get a hold of than his birth year. But happy birthday, Texas Tech men's golf coach, Greg Sands. What do you mean you don't know his birth year no and let's not pretend like i haven't done lots of research on this wow have you asked him haven't asked him <laughs> okay. haven't so, seen him so, to ask him. so I, I, I would shoot him a
2: text <laughs> I, so i would say that, that because you haven't asked him then you Here's haven't really done that much research i've checked on
1: the it. tech page i've checked his twitter feed i've checked his wikipedia page and yes he's got a pretty extensive wikipedia page I've checked his uh, Baylor golf page. I have done research on oh, this man. Baylor, TCU. Uh, t- sorry, TCU. Yeah. I've done research on this man. <laughs>
3: well, it's Not that it's any better,
1: but I think, that's at least where
3: he I think he's
1: 150. That's how mm-hmm. old I... Because he played golf, mm-hmm. and he's been coaching at Tech. He's the second mm-hmm. longest tenured coach at Texas Tech.
3: Mm-hmm. I used to uh, know his uh, high school... Basketball slash football coach pretty well. I bet he would have told me. Hmm. I'm guessing. oh man, how many ha- he's had like 18 straight years of NCAA season, po- yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So he's older than we think. He's older than he looks. Yes, hundred percent. But I bet he's still. I definitely think he's still younger than me.
2: So oh I- no no no. You think he's older than you? Oh, me? yeah.
3: So I he think he's in, really looks young. I think younger. he's
2: like 52, 53 would be my guess. Okay, I was going to go 47. No, I, th- I think he's I think he's north of 50. Really?
3: I mean, he, I mean, he looks young.
1: I mean, you got to figure that playing at uh, TCU, that he was at least 23. What year did he graduate from TCU? Off the top of my head, I don't know. But I'm just talking like graduating from there at let's say 23. Acquiring minds need to know this. And then his extensive career here as a coach, mm-hmm. no doubt, no doubt. How how many
3: years was he here where they didn't make the postseason?
2: Mm. I don't know. He he and I mean it was a good program before when he got here.
3: So maybe he immediately started getting to the postseason
1: upon his arrival.
2: I mean, they were good. They were good before him, but he's obviously taken it to another another level. Uh, All right.
1: On this day in 1836, Mm -hmm. Sam Houston is elected as the president of the Republic of Texas, which earned its independence from Mexico in a successful military rebellion. In victory, Houston declared that, "Quote, Texas will again lift its head and stand among the nations. It ought to do so, for no country upon the globe can compare." with its natural advantages. Houston served as the Republic's president until 1938, and then again from 41 to 44. Despite plans of retirement, however, he would help Texas win admission into the United States in 45, and was elected as one of the state's first two senators. He served three terms in the Senate, and argued unsuccessfully against secession. And that is the Sports history.
2: All right, 6.54 this morning on the morning drive. More... Uh, Texas Tech football, more of your reaction on the Eighth Warren Center chat line. Go to the tt seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too. It all continues. Remember, we'll play a game on Saturday. But, man, it feels like it's going to be a long time to get there. And today is just Tuesday.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm
2: Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Foreign Center chat line is open. It's active today, as you would expect. Go to the Double T97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank to participate. Uh, we get this, and I, I, I disagree. Uh, just like I, I disagree with the people that like, okay, well, which which loss is worse, the the Baylor loss or our loss? Because this guy says, just remember, guys, it could be worse. We could be Clemson. It doesn't matter. I mean, you lost to Wyoming. <laughs> you know, we'd love to have Clemson's problems. You know, with you know being ranked ninth in the country and you know expectations to be a college football playoff team and and uh, yeah, national so I mean, I think the
3: texter's point is valid. I mean, you're you have high high expectations mm-hmm. and and you put up seven against Mm -hmm. Duke.
2: Yeah, I know. I guess I just look at it. So
3: I bet you their fan base is more... I mean, they have legitimate goals coming into the season of, hey, we think we can get to the college football playoff. We've been there many times before and blah, 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 blah.
2: We lost to Duke.
3: No, I and get they it. lost to Duke. I mean, pretty much they can't, it's going to be hard for them to hit their goals for the season now,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right, Yeah, of making so. the college football playoff. I, I, guess. I mean, if you're a Red Raider fan, you're probably thinking, hey, 9-3, and 8-4, and four, or whatever, you can still get there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. – I, I see that point. Uh, the last time that Clemson lost to Duke was in 1989. Steve Spurrier was the coach. And Spurrier in that Duke season ended that year uh, losing to Texas Tech in, uh, in Birmingham. Uh, it was a, a great Red Raider team. And the, and the last time that the Tech started the season 0-2 was 1990, coming off of that year in which basically you lost everybody. But you had to start off and you played a money game at uh, Ohio State. And lost seventeen to ten. And then the next week, uh, opening at home against Houston, they were also ranked eighteenth coming into that game, and fell fifty-one to thirty-five uh, to the Houston Cougars. Uh, this from the Ace Flooring Center chat line. I think one of the biggest misreads was the throw that Bradley dropped. The announcers commented on this, but he, but Chuck should have taken the higher completion throw to Miles Price and kept the chains moving. Okay.
3: I don't know. He threw a perfect ball.
2: He th- it, it, I mean, it landed right in his lap. He, he just got, couldn't hang on to it. Yeah. Uh, this, I think the lack of realistic positive and negative expectations causes lots of problems for Red Raider fans, but also the spin slash PR game by the coaching staff. We really need to back off the praise for the offensive line, linebacker, you, individual players until it is proven. Okay. Uh, why is no one talking about the three missed field goals? Well, we have, uh, but obviously those were critical.
3: That may be the scariest thing because I, I think you can fix a lot of went wrong on Saturday night when you just, in my opinion, had a bad night. Mm-hmm. Okay, had had a had a bad night, a lot of different things. But the two things that I worry about a little bit, I thought the offensive line was okay, not terrible, not great, just okay. All right. That's not a glowing endorsement by any stretch of the imagination. I also want to give Wyoming's defensive front a little bit of credit because it, it felt like, you know, we had heard how good they were and how many returners they had mm-hmm. on, back on defense. And so let's give them some credit. Maybe they are a pretty good defensive front. But I, I, I worry because, you know, Tyler Shuck having a bad night or Jerome badly dropping a ball or – uh, your your offensive coordinator saying he didn't he wasn't aggressive enough. all those things can change week to week, and maybe the kicker can too but i I mean what do we know about kickers when they things go badly they get in their head sure and, um get the yips I, I mean it just seems like struggle, so i'm I'm definitely in the camp of being worried about the kicker right yeah. now.
2: yeah uh you this. Know, we've
3: we've had seasons where it's cost you numerous games and we can look back at Saturday night and say this was this was another one of them.
2: Uh, this uh, JL is right. Wyoming made adjustments and we didn't. Uh, one thing that Coach McGuire said about the the three missed field goals he he said that based on his camp he would have never thought that. Um, I, I mean the one
3: before halftime with the you know having one second on the clock mm-hmm. and all that, that that's got to be really really hard for a kicker. So I don't want to be upset about that one, but. Um, yeah, the others, I mean, even the 54-yarder that he crushed was still like a line shot. Yeah. It didn't look smooth. hmm And, um, yeah, the others were obviously not good.
2: Yeah. But, you know, at, at, at least, you know, at least he, from a confidence standpoint, at least he made— that one to tie up the game that sure that, absolutely. that, that was a that yep, was a huge point huge pressure kick Yeah, and
3: good for him that and, he was able to do that and you know he, he makes the field goal there then he knocks in the extra point in mm-hmm. overtime so good for him and may, maybe you're maybe you're absolutely right on that that he showed some you know mental toughness there and, sure. and it won't be a problem but Again, until I see it going well, I'm going to continue to be a little bit nervous. Well,
2: you'd like it to be consistent, right? Mm-hmm. You'd like you'd like it to be you'd like to be you'd like it to be consistent, um, you know. And and uh, it the other thing the the one the one positive is you kick the ball out of the end zone every time. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was a positive. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I you know I've kind of harped on that. You know, I kept track of that. It was five times you had to kick off into the end zone. So, what's our
3: record when we kick all the balls out of?
2: I don't know know the number. I don't know the number on that. I don't know. We're 0 for our
3: last one. Mm -hmm. So, maybe we should pooch kick every time. No. (laughs) Don't do it like friendship. That's for certain. Good gosh. Friendship's going to get knocked out of the playoffs because they're kicking game. It's rough, man. It's really rough.
2: Well, they found a way to win on uh, on Friday night. Yeah,
3: well, it wasn't because they're kicking game. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, somebody says this he screwed up his steps on the field goal right before the half well he had one second and he had an expectation of what the holder was going to do in terms of having his hands out and he wasn't able to have his hands out because they were trying to get the ball snapped really quick and so uh, it was just like jamie said i mean you got one second on the clock i mean you're hurrying through it i think that's
3: really really tough on a kicker my my bigger question about that whole ordeal is I think the Red Raiders got hosed on the clock there because it looked like the receiver went down with at least two seconds at least left. Two. Mm-hmm. And they tried to run all the time out, and there was one second on the clock. They put one second on the clock. I thought the Red Raiders should have had at least two seconds left. I don't know if that was something that Coach McGuire could have challenged or not, but I, I thought Tech got just two seconds. You're able to you know call for it, and your timing is down right for the kicker. Um, whereas one second, I mean, it's just, it's different. I mean, as soon as they blow the whistle, the center has to snap it. And so it's a timing thing. Now you've involved the, the, or the referee into the timing thing, right? The official yeah. into the, into the mm-hmm. timing. And that's just, uh, that just makes it really hard on a kicker. But I, 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 I was you know wishing that the red raiders could have challenged that and gotten another second but i don't even know if that's even allowed at that point i'm confused on that rule
2: you know and the, and and the other thing too is you you burned a timeout there and maybe you you would regret sure not have you you may you, you may regret making that that timeout call when when wyoming had the ball and and you call timeout and you, you obviously a lot of time got burned off there that didn't really allow you to kind mm-hmm. of get get set up with with a possession like you would have really wanted to.
1: I know they changed the rule this year for how the clock works Mm -hmm. in the last two minutes. Can you not spike it anymore to stop the clock? No, you can't. I I, I don't think it was on that last play. I think it was on the first down before it. Yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. The the, the pass over the middle, you got the first down, and it felt like it took you forever to get up there and get the ball snapped. Mm -hmm. Uh, you run up there, clock it there, and you buy yourself ten seconds. It felt yeah. like.
3: And I don't remember what happened on the next play. I don't know if you, if it was. Seems like it was a positive
1: play, but maybe not. I can't remember. But you weren't dealing with just like minutes of time. Right. No, you're you were. Right. You were in your hurry up, and it didn't feel
2: like you hurried up. Yeah, you got the drive uh, with twenty nine seconds. He shut completes a ball uh, for twenty four yards. Uh, then he rushes up the middle for 12 for a first down. And then there's the short pass play to Dre McCray for 12 yards uh, that ends up, you know, being the last offensive play before uh, the field goal. So, but, you know, the the timeout that you took um, that to end your one there in the, when Wyoming had the football, that – that left you with no timeouts going into that last drive right there before the half.
0: The morning drive podcast from double T 97 three is presented by Cantex roofing and construction time. Now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock sports station, double T 97 three. All right. So the, the, uh, retired librarian, uh, has
2: come up with trust her, a
1: librarian cr- with research. I'm a big fan of this.
2: Kurt <laughs> with her crack research ability, uh, has, uh, de- has come up with the fact that uh, Greg Sands was born on this day in 1974. So he's 49.
3: So he's the same age as me.
2: There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. So he's just uh, a few months younger than you. Yep. Okay, so mm-hmm. there you go. So you and he are going to be half-century folks the same year
1: get 50 the same year
2: same year we, we could, should do
1: a joint birthday
2: could have a we'll probably joint party, birthday party it up
3: together yeah, i'm sure you Sands and I <laughs> i'm sure you're talking would. about our days in east texas that's in right jacksonville texas
2: all right so there you go so mm-hmm. she still got it all right now your question of the day sir <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
3: all right so this is a fill in the blanker okay the most frustrating part about Saturday night was fill in the blank. You cannot answer Texas Tech lost or Wyoming scored more points than us. Okay, you cannot.
2: I, I think uh, I think for me was the just the the mere fact that you went. Seven drives in a row without scoring uh, after you got up to a 17 nothing lead. So the most frustrating part of the day for me was the Texas Tech offense and inability to be productive after you were so productive uh, in the first quarter and a half.
1: That was my first answer. The 17 nothing and then nothing until it was way too late. Now, you had missed field goals, so you had opportunities, which is why that's not the answer I'm going with. The absolute stupid penalties that you got. And I'm not talking about the ones that we can question, but the ones that you did that extended drives that had no business being extended. You'd done everything right, but uh, I I think it was... uh, I think it was Joey McGuire that said this yesterday. It may have been Tim DeRuiter where it was sometimes you're playing. No, I take it back. It was exactly it was because sometimes you're playing with 10. You got 10 guys doing what they're supposed to do and one guy not doing what mm-hmm. they're supposed to do and that ruined the play. Um, that those penalties drove me nuts in this game. There's no good time to get a bad penalty, but it really felt like you just continued those drives and gave them a chance to let them get their points in the game that they had no business in getting.
3: Okay. I, I don't know that I could have said it any better than what Chuck said. I, I mean, to see your offense be so non existent after they showed you what they were capable of on the first few drives when it looked so easy. Again, I feel like it would have been easier to take if it was a struggle the whole time.
2: Mm-hmm. He'd come out flat or whatever.
3: Yeah, but you just looked, I mean, great. So good over those first few drives. Really first couple, because the third one, you get the turnover and you don't mm-hmm. really do much there. It just leads to a field goal. But after the first couple of drives, I mean, you just did nothing. And so it was like, you saw what how good they could be and how c- capable of putting up huge numbers they were. And then it was just taken away from you. Like, hey, this is going to be easy. And then there was just nothing. You know, and we've had those games. And, you know, you can remember at times when during the Leach era where we had these awesome offenses, and then you'd go up against a team that had a great defensive front and you couldn't block them. And and the offense that was averaging 50 points a game would suddenly – you know, score 13, and you were just like, hey, they just have better athletes than we do. They're way better than Mm -hmm. we are. I mean, they're just, I mean, five stars all over the, you didn't feel that way about Wyoming. I mean, I think we all have respect for their defense. We should, I think. Um, But you felt like you were the more talented football team. And with so many veterans returning on offense and with an improved offensive line quotation marks, okay? Um, And I do think the offensive line was better. I just don't think they were, you know, Coach McGuire saying they would be a strength of the team. They didn't look like a strength on Saturday night, okay? Um, It was just that it was there. They showed you how good they could be, and then it was just all taken away. So that, to me, was the most frustrating thing.
2: Uh, this from uh, Raider 316 most frustrating part was the lack of Mamba mentality be a killer out there and hammer the nail in the coffin aim for the juggler make the corner throw and the white towel uh, show no mercy score 80 if they're allowing you to yeah. um, they, they, they didn't allow you to because they they made adjustments and you didn't somebody brings up yeah Shucks. maybe
3: that's the most frustrating part that they were able to make adjustments that slowed you down offensively, and you weren't able to react from that.
2: Well, and one thing that they—I mean—they did play the game. I mean, they they slow played you some by you know when they made an adjustment when you made a when you made a substitution, and they were allowed to make a substitution. They they you know took time off the clock. Not that not that that was causing you. It just they they slowed they slowed down the tempo of the game after you had gotten it to be so. Sped up there, you know, when it was seventeen nothing. But, you know the, you know after you get the fumble recovery and Jacob Rodriguez goes down with the injury, you get the ball at your own thirty-two, and you're only able to to muster a fifty-four yard field goal out of it. And I mean, granted, with five twelve to go in the first quarter, you're up seventeen nothing, uh, but then they come right back and they they get a field goal themselves, so they they get a little momentum, and then they get big momentum with the Shuck interception on second down and they get the ball at their own 44 which at that point was their best field position it might have been their best field position of the night the late hit that's called on Josiah Pierre and then right after that they get the ball down to the 10-yard line and they get they get a touchdown all of a sudden now it's 17 to 10 with 230 to go before halftime so it's like wow all of a sudden that went from you know 17 nothing to a touchdown Mm -hmm. boom the drop of a hat
3: yep and they had all the momentum
2: and then your next possession, you elect not to go for it on fourth and four, which kind of felt like you didn't have any momentum. Kind of felt like a good decision.
3: I, I felt it was.
2: Yeah, I, I, and I wasn't I wasn't necessarily surprised there. But you know, you go punt, they punt, and then you have a three and out, and um, basically that's that's it uh, for the half, with the exception of the missed field goal there at the end of. Um, the first half of play. 7.40 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Nice to have you with us. Get your reaction
2: today on things. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Visual Edge IT hotline is open. Uh, we come to you this morning as we do per usual from the First United Bank studio. We'll have Ranger baseball on the air for you tonight. Man alive. Whew. That's not good, not good at all. I thought you know maybe Sunday after the way they kind of turned things around, they got a um, a walk off there from uh, after blowing a lead after <laughs> after blowing a lead. They they got it. They got the walk off, um, and and he had struck out four times in the in the game, and that's the first time in Ranger history where a player has a walk off home run after striking out four times, and like the eighth time. In Major League Baseball history,
3: that's pretty cool, I and mean, yeah. it's a I mean, it's a good message to everyone, right? Just worry about the next pitch. Yeah, worry about the next right. pitch. Or, you know, worry about your, you know whatever's gone bad in your day. Mm-hmm. Just hey, try to make the rest of your day good.
2: Yeah, try to know? make a little lemonade out of it out of things. That's
3: what Chuck has to do when he walks out of the morning drive. He's like, man, <laughs> Jamie <laughs> was a jerk today, but there's nah. a good chance I can meet a bunch of really nice people today who want to <laughs> buy advertising. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> worry about the next sale. Worry about the next handshake. Jamie, Damn. I am
1: worried about the next pitch. I am. It's the next pitch the Rangers bullpen throws is that I'm worried yeah. about. Yeah, and well, then they throw it. Most likely, it'll the be, be their starting rotation.
3: Adolis
2: so. Garcia can't. Uh, he can't bail them out every day, can he?
3: What about Adolis Garcia? Yeah,
2: Adolis. Do you think he I, could? I, I gave him an extra R there. Uh, yeah. Adolis oh, oh, yeah. Chapman. <laughs> Chapman. Chapman Chap- cannot yeah. bail them out. He bail bail That's been proven. I think cannot bail them out. No. Yeah, you yeah, know, dolas you know, Garcia, yeah, you know, Aroldis, and you know, whatever.
3: That's mm. they made it really confusing on us when they traded for
1: him.
2: it's <laughs> just kind of just confusing
1: well, on us that they traded for him. Confusing that he's forgotten how to pitch. I mean, there's lots of confusing things with. No, him. I think
3: that happened a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then there was last postseason when he just refused to pitch. So yeah, good.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. The uh, Yates Warning Center chat line is open. Go to double t973.com for that mobile app. Uh, one way to make the personal foul stop is if a guy gets a personal foul, he's not put back out in the rest of the game. That will make it stop. There are no consequences now. Oh, uh, I, they I, I did don't. did get pulled. Yeah.
3: How many um, personal fouls were there? Three?
2: I don't have that.
1: You had the hands to the face, you had the targeting, not targeting, and. The hands to the face isn't a personal foul. I thought they called it a personal foul because it was on the quarterback.
3: Oh, I, I don't remember that one. It was on the lineman. It was on. I remember yeah, the one on the lineman. It was on the lineman. Yeah, that's on. A... the
2: the Josiah Pierre one where they where they call him for the late hit in addition for targeting. Targeting. Oh, yeah. I I didn't I didn't see the late hit. I mean the the quarterback sliding. I mean, and, and
3: yeah, once he goes down into a slide, they just protect quarterbacks so
2: much. Shock. And you know, yeah. and and then the. The out-of-bounds out plays, too, sometimes where you expect the defensive guy to stop on a dime. I mean, And again, th- 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 this, you, you can't. I mean, you just can't.
3: Like the quarterback is running down the left sideline. So the sideline is on his left side, right? Mm-hmm. He is running down the sideline. And if you watch what he does on that play, it's pretty smart. But he does like a Euro step where he takes a big step to his right or a step to his right. To make the defender think he's about to cut in mm-hmm. and then he makes a jump cut step to the left, like a yard out of bounds, or less than a yard, but out of bounds. His body is hitting out of bounds. He's still half in bounds now. Yeah. And that's when the defensive back hits him. Mm-hmm. And once he took that step to the right, it showed the defensive back, hey, I'm I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna try to make a bigger play here. So at that point, as the defensive back, you can't pull up,
2: right? I just
3: and then and then he immediately takes a step out of bounds and and gets hit, and I just man, I thought that was a terrible call. I thought, mm-hmm. that, I mean, you gotta let these defenders, you gotta understand that's that's hard. And I feel bad for the defenders on the sl- quarterback slide all the time too, because you, you, I mean, I don't know. It just feels like that's a tough one to hear. You're going towards the guy, but I don't, I don't know. I, I just think that one's tough. And the other personal follower, uh, the receiver, tight end, whoever it was, maybe it was an offensive lineman, I can't remember, knocks down your defensive back and kind of talks, chirps a little bit, and he starts walking away. And I don't even remember which Red Ritter it was, but, I mean, he just gave him a little shove on the sh- on the side of his shoulder. He didn't push him backwards. He didn't cheap shot him from behind. I mean, I do more to choice walking up the hallway here on, on any given day. And, she, I mean, and Karen over there in the referee uniform is throwing a flag over that. I'm like, you get this as football, right?
2: Yeah, well, they've taken some of that away. Uh, somebody,
3: I mean, that's not a technical foul in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And she's throwing a flag for that in football? I mean, come on, Karen.
2: Uh, somebody says, are you guys blaming the refs when it was clearly coaching? No, no, no we're not. We're no. not. We're not at all. No. Uh, this i will tell you who really stood out was Lux. That guy was everywhere he was.
3: Now, who really stood out was that female ref.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Braylon Lux got the interception, but then the, the yeah. hands to the face by Harvey Dyson takes that takes that away. Boy, you'd, you'd, you'd love to have had that. They end up punting, uh, Wyoming does, but obviously it takes time off the clock, and, boy, if, if you get that interception and— you're able to maybe go down and score, or get more time to, to kick a better field goal than a 49-yard attempt um, there at the end of the half. You know, I'm not saying that that, that changes the game, but maybe maybe it does a little bit. Um, you have maybe a, you get a little bit of your momentum back and, as opposed to that. You get the ball, you get the ball uh, to start the second half, and right away uh, it's third and two, third and three, and you get a penalty. And then that makes it third and eight. I mean, you have a false start, you know, and mm-hmm. and then as a result of that, changes that play, and uh, you end up having to punt, and um, they convert on a third and seven, um, and then end up getting um, a touchdown, uh, going 13 plays and 731. I mean, those those two drives, there's a couple of drives there in the, in the second half. That one, 13 plays, 731, 76 yards, and then they had another one, that took 8.58 off the clock, uh, 14 plays, uh, and 65 yards, um, where they, uh, they they take the lead uh, at 20-17 to, to 17, uh, on a field goal. Um, and, you know, it, I guess it's 14 plays, six 6.14 goes off the clock. This is at the 8.58 mark of the fourth quarter where they, they take the three-point lead. But And they had some long drives in the second half. They only got a handful of possessions, I think four possessions in the second half um so weren't able to do very much with it just score three points critical three because you're able to get to get to the overtime man uh, 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 uh.
0: this has been the morning drive podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t973 podcasts at double t973.com